Listen up. I won't sugarcoat it. This is the longest cold flu and allergy season we've ever seen, but we're not alone. We've got Instacart. Sure, you may be a coughing snot faucet who just wants mommy, but you're not giving up! Not when cold medicine, fragrant herbal teas, and honey shaped like bears can be delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. Now let's go win the sick playoffs! Daddy, I just want my soup. Oh, sorry, Sport App says it'll be here in, in a few minutes. <laughs> Instacart for the win. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Okay, good morning. Welcome to the Morning Beat. Michaela, you were in the middle of a story just a moment ago yeah, that I, I think you would love to share on air. Yeah, I was. Did you go for a motorcycle ride yesterday? Yes, and sit. Okay, so I had a gig last night. Okay. So I wanted to do some social media content because I'm an influencer now, Great. obviously. Perfect. And this motorcycle driver, rider, was coming and I was like, Let's call him a driver. <laughs> a motorcycle driver. Okay, this motorcycle driver was driving and I was like, this would be cool. You, okay, so you have to explain. Over. You have to explain what you just did because I it's say, radio. I wanna come so over. So you waved him over. So I said, "Listen to me. Can I please ride on the back of your motorcycle? Just five seconds. Roll me up." Just random stranger. Yeah. Okay. He said, "No." Yeah, that's logical. And I don't have a seat for you. I said, "Please, please, 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 come on, please, please, come on, please." Then he said, "Fine." So I get on the back of his Whoa, motorcycle. Whoa! He let you. And you got on? Yeah. He could have just driven off with you. Hot. Okay. This is the you girl. You kidnap me? This girl me? sets off her alarm at 5 a.m. when she goes to her car just in case there's a boogeyman in the bushes. <laughs> but yet you're going to get on the I back had, of a okay. random motorcycle with some random to man? To be fair, I had several lesbians oh, but the, surrounding What were they the going scene? to do? Call 911. Were they packing? Like, what, what? how were they going to get you back I from that? I don't know. I just always trust they're going to save me if I need anything. Also, have you met me? Like, this motorcycle driver would have made it around the block and been like, this is too much. I got to drop her off. This is too much. Please get off. Yes, like every person who dated you in your 20s. A thousand percent. (laughs) Babe, we'll always be safe. It doesn't matter you're 6'5". You've got me. Okay? They're like, we'll leave you alone. She's nuts. Oh, my God. Just take her and get out of my car. Oh, gosh. It's going to be a great show today. It's Friday. We're super excited to be here, as we like to call it, Friday. Or fry yay. Mm-hmm. You can choose. You I used fry-yay? to work for uh, Access Hollywood years ago, and we would do Rosé Fridays. And let me tell you, there's nothing like Natalie Morales and Kit Hoover, two middle-aged kind of white ladies. Natalie's Latin, but she she, she serves white. Um, very Stepford Wives. Sipping Rosé on live TV, they would get hammered. Hammered. It's kind of like not Kathy Lee and Hoda, but Hoda and Jenna. Same same idea. Rosé. Wait, I thought it was always Kathy Lee and Hoda. It was, and now it's been Hoda and Jenna for a couple of years. Jenna Bush Hager. Oh, yeah. Kathy left. It's Hoda and Jenna. Yeah. I'm going to tell you that I, this is a fun fact if we ever go on a game show. You do do, not. I can't tell you how many times she starts off a story by saying, fun fact, in case we ever go on a game show. Like, do you just think people go on game shows a lot in life? Like, are you expecting this to happen for us? Yeah. Okay. I I just want to clarify. Go ahead. I want to win. Fun fact. Go off. Okay. I never drink before a show. I know. I'm completely sober. Yep. On stage. 
Like even for your wedding, all the things that I'm doing, I will not drink until afterwards. I do my best just not drinking until after I'm off stage. And it blows me away that people can host a national morning show. And I'm not judging. I'm jealous. I'm oh, jealous. Yeah, with I'm sad. a little sad. bit of booze in them. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, how are you? Okay. I'm drunk right now. Well, drink up. It is your wedding month. Well, I'm about you do have the excuse. About to take a break right now because I'm a little tipsy. So, uh, Michaela, I'm going to let you do some news on the beat. Whoa. Sorry, Daddy. Let's do the news. <laughs> He's been drinking water. A new billboard campaign is sending messages of love and support to LGBTQ plus youth in Alabama amid the worst year in history for anti-trans legislation. The Southern Poverty Law Center, a U.S.-based civil rights advocacy group, unveiled two billboards in Alabama on June 6th. The display in Birmingham reads, protect all families, while another in the state capital of Montgomery declares all for love and love for all. Each message is printed against a black background and accompanied by a rainbow stripe. SPLC hopes to signal that LGBTQ plus Alabamian Alabamians, sorry, and their families are not alone and that advocates will continue to fight on their behalf. Let's call them Alabamians from now on. Albanians. They wouldn't. Albanians. They wouldn't know. <laughs> no idea. What's the difference between messing yeah. a country and a I don't think we state. have a big like listenership in Alabama. I don't know. Maybe. Are we even in Alabama anywhere? I don't think so. As a podcast, could, probably. Could you imagine Alabama? Alabama was like name we, one city in Alabama. We, go. Um, sweet home Alabama, where the skies are blue. Okay. Sweet home Alabama. No. Are you trying to sing the song and figure it out? Alabama. Oh my God, I know this. How am I blanking? Mobile, Birmingham. Birmingham go ahead. Birmingham, Alabama. What else do you have? Mobile, for us? Alabama. Mobile. How many people live in? Mo- you know what's actually real. Uh, this is a true story. I'm not making this up. I, okay, as I often again, do. it makes me nervous when you say this is a true story. Like, do you normally just lie? Mo, no, you know this story. Okay. Bo. Oh, yeah, I know Bo. Who was on my season of American Idol. Yeah. Was Bo, from, Bo Bice? Yes. Yeah. Was from Mobile, Alabama. And that was the first time I ever met anybody that was like from a very small. I remember that. Like city. And I was like. Where are you from? It's called a town. Town? Fun fact if we're ever on a game show, I was actually born in a village. What? It's called the Village of Coldwater. So small. What, were you born on Coldwater Canyon in Los Angeles? No. Oh. Bittersweet, uh, Bittersweet Drive was my was my my first street I ever lived on. So Bittersweet I think, Drive. Yes, I think if I were to choose my porn name or or also my drag name, Bitter it would Coldwater? be it would be my first pet and my first street and my name would be Buddy Bittersweet. Which how, how good is that? Bitterwater. Give okay. us the weather. It's important to choose words. It's going to be 111 in Palm Springs, wow. 98 in Houston. It's hot. 85 in Miami, 80 in San Francisco, 85 in Atlanta, not to be confused with Alabama, 112 in Cathedral City, and 100 in Dallas. Now give us a vibe of the day. Even the smallest person can change the course of the future. You're small. You can change things. Thanks, honey. Best of luck. I also want to tell you about something really cool we have going on in our 8 o'clock hour today. Channel Q has your chance to win tickets to see Kinky Boots at the iconic Hollywood Hollywood Bowl Theater uh, next month, July 8th, 9th, and 10th. This show won six Tony Awards. Wayne Brady's coming back. Marissa Jarrett Winokur's coming back. Jake Dupree is going to be performing. Uh, you can enter right now at wearechannelq.com. And make sure you listen in the 8 o'clock hour today, 11 o'clock on the East Coast, because we're going to be uh, giving away a pair of tickets. It's iconic. Kinky Boots. Kinky Boots, honey. The Morning Beat with A.J. Gibson and Michaela Gordon. Channel Q.
Okay, so we all have car insurance, right? Like you have to to drive a car. And one of the biggest providers of car insurance, uh, the most popular ones in America, is Geico because of all the little gecko commercials, right? Funny stuff. Yeah. Geico. He's got like a little accent. He's so cute. Well, he, made me, he actually made me want to get a gecko, and so I got one for my nephew. Did you really? Yeah, he has one. Hmm. My niece has a gecko too. I wonder if it's from really? Geico. Because who knows Probably. what gecko is until Geico. A thousand percent. They're so funny and charming. Well, listen to this story. This is wild. Geico's in the news for something completely unexpected. They just had to pay a woman $5.2 million because. Are we all okay, guys? Are we good with our sound effects? Your alarm's going off. We good? No, that was just $5.2 million because she had sex with the man in a car who had HPV and the car was insured by Geico and she got HPV. They were, listen, so they were in the back of Wait, a 2014. What? This is wild. 2014 Hyundai Genesis, right? This happened in Missouri. They have sex and her claim is he didn't tell her about it and it was inside the car that was insured. So because of that fact, Geico was on the hook for damages in the amount of $5.2 million. She reached out to them, offered to settle for $1 million, which which is crazy, right? Think oh about this. Oh my gosh. Hey, what? Okay, let's, let's just think about this. Well, hey, hey, Geico... I had sex in the back of your car. I'd like you to give me a million dollars. Like I got herpes and they're going to laugh at me. So then she followed through with a lawsuit. And not only did she get one million, she got an additional 4.2. But what's the story behind this? What's the logic? Because also my question is, like, for example, we've all heard if you sue somebody when you get into an accident, you can win $300,000. But that doesn't come from the person. It comes from the insurance company. Yes, the insurance company. So... Mm -hmm. Having known that, did she go after this guy and because the guy was guilty, the insurance company had to pay because he didn't tell her that he had HPV when you would know if you have HPV because you would. But also, like, what? What? Talk about loopholes. Like, honey, you better start tightening up those contracts because that's Five million dollars. You know how many? You know how many people have sex? Have had sex in a car? Yeah, this opens up Pandora's box. Like, if you get pregnant, mm-hmm. is all of a sudden Geico the father? Like, well, do they have to start paying? In, uh, three judges decided on this, right? And they said there was sexual activity in the insured automobile that directly caused or directly contributed to the cause of this person being infected with HPV. She Ooh. knows somebody over there. Like, she knows somebody, this is an inside, she knows somebody at Geico and they're working together. It's a gecko. How on earth? How on earth? But I guess, unless it's clearly, clearly stated that you cannot get insurance from something like this, then I guess it is a bit of a loophole that she found. I think it's interesting that they even upped her from one to five. Like, what is the five covering? She had a smart attorney. Listen, $5 million to get HPV? Like, I'm not saying I want it, but $5 okay, million? Okay, hold on. There's a, there is kind of an important part that we did not say. He was diagnosed with HPV-positive throat cancer. And? So because he had throat cancer that he did not tell her about, it ups the ante of it not just being HPV, it's now throat cancer, and how could that have affected her? 
So she's going after... Well, because he was lying to her because he knew he had it. Right. And that put her in danger. It makes it a little more serious if you say throat cancer. All of that I don't doubt, right? I don't, I don't, I'm not questioning any of those things. Where on earth is Geico on the hook for this though? That's what I don't get. How on earth is the insurance company at fault because this guy lied? Yeah, I have no idea. So having insurance that like, gives you the right to like lie and not be held accountable down the road if something were to go awry? That's 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 how I feel about well, this. Well, because also it's not like she was sexually abused in the car. Like these are two grown people yep. having consensual consensual sex unprotected. Wait, did, you, did you call it consensual sex? <laughs> I hope I did. You totally did. (laughs) This is crazy. I I think it's wild what people are able to get away with. But also, it just goes to show you, if you look, there are enough loopholes that you can go from one to five. We need to find a loophole. I know. This sucks. Good morning, Beat. Channel Q. I am so in love with this story. I think we should just get right to it, Michaela. What's popping? I love it, too. So, a comedian... Who uh, gained a lot of attention lately, no pun intended, kind of, in really taking a hold of her health. Lost a lot of weight, looks really, really healthy and fit. Is coming out just in time for Pride season. Rebel Wilson posted a photo to her 11 million followers on Instagram where she says her whole life she was looking for a Disney prince. But maybe what I really needed all this time was a Disney princess. Okay. Now, she was married up until, I believe, last year or the year prior. They separated and divorced. And she must have been on the dating scene. But she has found her person. I love her. She looks so happy. So, a lot of people found out who she was in the movie Pitch Perfect. Remember, she played Fat Amy was her name. Yeah. Was her name in the film, which is so problematic now. Yeah. But looking back, it was funny then. Well, you know, it's funny because she recently was in a movie that I just watched that was really funny. It was very similar to the movie Never Been Kissed with Drew Barrymore. Senior year. Yes. I just watched it two nights ago. Yeah, how'd you like it? I thought it was cheesy, but cute. I thought it was cheesy, but it cute. Was, it was a lot of, it was, just, it, I've seen that movie done better a million times. Same. Do you know what I mean? Same. But it, it was, you can't really touch Drew Barrymore no. and um, that whole entire Josie cast. Josie Grossi. Uh-huh. Iconic. Yeah. It was cute, though. It, it was like. But she was looking fit. Yeah, she looked fantastic. Netflix is really good at doing like. Like cheesy films that are not like amazing, but they're like worth a watch. Right. <laughs> and that's what it was. Yeah. Listen, I love it. <clears throat> I think it's great. If you feel comfortable, if you're happy, if you're a part of our community, uh, congratulations. Her partner looks beautiful. Do you know what else she was in last year that was iconic? What? Or two years ago, maybe? Uh, Cats? Oh my God. <laughs> we watched it. Oh my God. We finally, did I tell you this? No. We watched Cats a few months ago, finally. We decided, I convinced my partner to watch it. Because it was my favorite musical growing up. Mm. And even though it got panned and bombed at the box office, I said, let's just do an edible and watch Cats. And sure enough, like they were cats, but parts of their bodies were normal. Sometimes their hands would be like normal humans. You could see their little their little hole, their little bung holes. Like it was, it was a lot. Okay. When their tails go up, it was okay. just a lot. And it was strange and it felt like... This feels uh, weird. What I would imagine an acid trip to be, but she played one of the cats. Well, who, one who's done many acid trips. I, <laughs> everything you're explaining sounds right. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> coming up in our next hour as we head into the weekend, 
we are joined with Richard Fowler. Uh, Fowler, I'm sorry. The takeaways from the primetime January 6th committee hearing is what we're going to talk about, including the powerful testimony from Capitol Police Officer Caroline Edwards, who describes the scene as a war scene. We'll have that audio for you in the next hour. The Morning Beat with A.J. Gibson and Michaela Gordon. Channel Q. Welcome back to the show. Coming up this hour, we're talking about uh, what everybody's talking about. The January 6th hearings started yesterday in prime time uh, on every major news network except for Fox News, interestingly enough. Mm. Uh, and we've actually got a political expert from Fox News joining us in 13 minutes to talk about maybe why they decided not to air the coverage. Uh, he's very much an ally, though. He's a part of our community, actually. Um, so we can't wait to be joined by Richard Fowler this hour. Right now, though, it's time for uh, some news on the beat. Michaela, what do you have for us? Well, honey, there is a lot going on. I do find it very interesting that Fox is not uh, uh, showing any of this footage. No, they just it's don't, very, very quiet. They right don't now. want people to see what happened on January 6th. That's right. Because uh, it makes <clears throat> Donald Trump look really bad. Yeah, well, Republican and Pastor Mark Burns is running for Congress. In South Carolina, and he's campaigning on an extreme promise. He wants to execute Sen- Senator Mitch McConnell and Lindsey Graham, along with parents and teachers who support LGBTQ youth. I vote to make sure that those parents be held for child abuse, Burns said on a right-wing The Stu Peters show. There's no such thing as trans kids. There are only abusive parents who are pushing that evil, evil sexual orientation onto their child's mind. I want to make sure that those parents have been held accountable, he continued. We should start putting some of those parents in jail for abusing their child minds, especially in the school system. Any teacher that is teaching that LGBT transgenderism furies, the groomers, any sexual orientation communication in the school system should be immediately terminated, but teachers should also be held for abusing young children. Wait, what? Here's the thing, though, and I'm going to say this because I'll just full transparency. Yeah, I don't want any groomers or um, or any like weirdness around my child. Sure, don't take them to church then. So then don't, so then let's just, why are we calling out so specifically groups of people that have no record of abusing children? Trans kids don't exist. Are we not going to talk? I don't want adult men teaching my 14 year old daughter because time has shown they are not all capable of being respectful of their positions. I don't want a white man in an entire school anywhere in the entire country because because they've been shown to shoot up schools in other places. So I don't want that either. Mary Kay Letourneau, biggest story in the entire world, a straight cis woman. No more female teachers anymore. That's right. Let's get rid of them because... And that's my issue. She was raping a child. I feel like when I bring this up, they're like, so you're okay with your your kids learning about that? No, who said that? I've never said that, but I'm saying stop pointing people out that well, don't even have a uh, don't even have a uh, a history of doing such. Here's things. the thing about the ignoramus of the sort of like conservative right wing Republican belief systems, right? Because I'm I, listen, I'm sorry if you vote Republican, that's on you. I, I think I think Republicans currently are idiots. They're just hateful idiots, and and, and I say that because they don't care about facts. They don't care about information. If you've got an entire group of people unwilling to even consider the fact Mm -hmm. that trans children exist, like zero percent, like there's no circumstance where like that's insane to me. So if you're going to take that that position and that is your belief system, I'm not going to have a conversation with you about anything because you're so off base and out of touch that there's no reality. There's no sense of reality. Like I'm willing to have conversations about problematic things happening and protecting children mm-hmm. but that is not a blanket statement that there are problematic democrats republicans independent christians atheists buddhists jewish people like th- th- it, across the board 
on an individual basis. But if you're gonna if you're gonna paint our entire community as being pedophiles yeah. and being groomers, crazy. that's just idiocy. And, and and I can't understand how anybody could vote for politicians that speak that way. It's hurtful. It's why people are dying. I agree. It's not okay. Absolutely. All right, let's get into a little bit of weather. It's going to be hot. Could you yeah, imagine? Sorry, Sometimes I just, just want to do that. I just that. got on a soapbox. No, 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 sorry. babe. It's okay. I loved it. Uh, it's going to be 85 in Atlanta, 81 in San Francisco, 86 in Miami, 111 in Palm Springs, 111 in Vegas, 82 here today in LA, babe, and 81 in New York. Now give us a vibe of the day. Well, here's a vibe. Even the smallest person can change the course of the future. You're little. You can change things. Yeah, I am little, I and I want to change things. might have been my vibe from yesterday. I might have just read the wrong one. I don't even remember. Doesn't matter. But here's a vibe. No Republicans invited here, apparently. Don't bring your kids because Kinky Boots is coming to the Hollywood All Bowl. Right. Uh, on July 8th, 9th, and 10th. Just a uh, spoiler alert. Kinky Boots is about a man in drag. Played by Wayne Brady. He's coming back. So was Marissa Jarrett-Winoker. This show won six Tony Awards. It's iconic. I love it every time I've, see, I've seen it. And you can see it too. Head over to wearechannelq.com right now to, to buy tickets or, even better yet, win your way in. All right. You can win tickets on our website or listen in our next hour, 8 o'clock hour here on the West Coast, 11 o'clock hour on the East Coast. And uh, we're going to be giving away a phone number that someone can call in and win tickets to see Kinky Boots at the Hollywood Bowl. How cool. Don't bring your children. There's there's drag. Don't bring your children. There's drag. All right, coming up, we are talking. Uh, we have a powerful testimony given from Capitol Police Officer Caroline Edwards, who describes January 6th as a war scene. So we are joined with our political commentator to discuss in depth coming up in seven minutes. Good morning, B. Channel Q. I am American, American. It's time for another round of Red, White, and Q. The blockbuster January 6th hearings uh, started airing last night in primetime on every major network except for one pretty big one. It's a pretty noticeable absence. Uh, we're joined now by Richard Fowler. Uh, Richard, how are you doing? I'm good. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. All right. Morning. So you're, you're a political expert and you're known as, as being a bit more progressive. You're a member of our community, uh, but you also work on Fox News, who chose not to air the hearings last night. Um, is there a particular reason, and do you think that could change in the coming weeks? I think we have to wait to see on that. I think it's also worth pointing out that uh, all of our, you know, all of our main anchors were covering it on our many of various other platforms. But uh, listen, I, I think what the hearings did show last night very clearly, no matter what network you were watching it on, is just how calculated um, this plot was to invade the United States Capitol. Um, I mean, everything from the fact that, you know, Donald Trump's former attorney general, Bill Barr, basically told him at the beginning of this that there was no voter fraud. But yet still, the president continued along this sort of line to the fact that the first breach of the Capitol happened just before one o'clock. And the reason why one o'clock is such an important thing, and I think it's really important for your audience to know this, is that there's only really one federal law that governs the presidential election. And it's a federal statute that says on January 6th at one Mm o'clock in a joint session of the, in a joint session of Congress, the, both the Senate and the house presided over by the vice president should certify 
the votes from ele- from the electors from all the states of the United States. And the fact that the breach happened around 12, I think the first breach was at 1250, my, my memory it, serves It wasn't correct. an accident, is what you're saying. It was not an accident. Uh, and now these all these pieces <clears throat> are coming together. <clears throat> and I think it really matters. Well, I, uh, I, I love... I love that you mentioned mentioned former Attorney General Bill Barr. Um, let's let's take a listen to some of his testimony uh, and then uh, the response and sort of reaction of Ivanka Trump. It is clear I did not agree with the idea of saying the election was stolen and putting out this stuff, which I told the president was bullshit. And. Uh, you know, I didn't want to be a part of it, and that's one of the reasons that went into me deciding to leave when I did. I observed, uh, I think it was on December 1st, that, you know, how can we, you can't live in a world where, where the incumbent administration stays in power based on its view, unsupported by specific evidence, that the election, that there was fraud in the election. So he says that uh, that is just a former attorney general, by the way, who was like a diehard Trumper up until the very end. And then when asked about this in another testimony, Ivanka Trump had this response. How did that affect your perspective about the election when Attorney General Barr made that statement? It affected my perspective. Um, I respect Attorney General Barr. Um, so I accepted what he said was saying. This is the president's daughter. So it's crazy. I mean, there were so many testimonies, including one from Caroline Edwards. She said there were officers on the ground. There was bleeding. There were people throwing up. We're talking officers. The same people that said blue blue lives matter. We have to watch out for our officers. But now people like Fox are not even airing uh, some of this footage. Where do we stand with General William Barr being honest about this, his own daughter saying, I have to believe him if yeah, this is what, what is he's that, saying. What does that mean? Did she say more when she testified, do you think? Uh, yeah, I think we're going to have to wait to see. I think there will be more and more video footage coming out as these committees, these committee hearings continue. I think it's also worth pointing out this. I mean, look, the person who introduced the Ivanka Trump clip last night was Liz Cheney. If you look at Liz Cheney's voting record... She voted with Donald Trump almost ninety, almost 100% of the time, 93% of the time, mm. Liz Cheney voted with Donald Trump. She wasn't the only person. Adam Kenzinger, look at his voting record, voted with the president over 80% of the time. So these Republicans who are standing up against the big lie are people who one would argue are Trumpers, but they believe that the democracy comes before a man. And this is sort of the this is sort of the the fault lines where the Republican Party finds itself. Donald Trump has become so powerful in the Republican Party as you see him playing out in all of these respective primaries where, you know, Dr. Oz just won his primary, Herschel Walker won his primary in Georgia, right? And so Doc, uh, Donald Trump continues to engage in the political process. Liz Cheney might lose her primary in Wyoming. And because Kevin McCarthy and Steve Scalise and Mitch McConnell want to bring, maintain the reins of power, they have decided that it is worth palling around with Donald Trump, even if it's a detriment to the American well, democracy. Not, yeah, That's really the question. Not just palling around with him, overthrowing our democracy. I mean, they're really challenging everything it, it, it is to be an American right now. And that's the part that is so 
mind-numbing. And we heard, let's play some of the testimony uh, of the officer who describes the scene in the Capitol that day. I, what I saw was just a, a war scene. It, it was something like I'd seen out of the movies. I, I couldn't believe my eyes. There were officers on the ground. They were bleeding. They were throwing up. They were, you know, they had... I mean, I saw friends with blood all over their faces. I was slipping in people's blood. I, I was catching people as they fell. It was carnage. It was chaos. I, I, can't, e- I can't even describe what... Okay, so listen, I get that a lot of Americans, Democrat, Republican, Independent, and otherwise, we have a lack of trust when it comes to our elected officials, Right. I'm a diehard Democrat, right? I would I would literally like cut off my left arm for Hillary Clinton, but that doesn't mean I trust her completely. But I but but I understand that side of it. When we have officers, uh, people who are supposed to be the ones that this 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 demographic in particular supports blue, right? Whatever. When they're when they're telling you, we were our lives were in danger. We were fighting. This was a war zone. And it, people still don't seem to pay attention. Are these hearings going to do anything? Are people going to care? Is it the American electorate? Because Joe Biden's numbers are still underwater and Democrats are about to get like washed out in November as, as it looks right now. Do people care? Is this going to change anybody's perception? Well, that's the question. And I mean, I, I covered um, this, 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 this hearing yesterday for Fox Soul. And that was the question that we opened our show with. In a world in which a lot of Americans have already sort of made their mind up about what happened about January 6th and how that makes them feel politically, will this move the needle? And I'll be honest with you, I think that question is still up in the air. If you're somebody who believes, if you voted for Donald Trump in 2020 and, you know, you are still likely to vote for a Donald Trump acolyte or if you voted for Marmot Oz in the Pennsylvania primary, Will this will will yesterday did yesterday's hearing change your opinion on the politics? Probably not. And this is sort of where we are. And beyond that, I think there are also these other headwinds facing the Democratic Party as they approach this midterm election. Inflation, gas prices, the remnants of COVID nineteen, systemic racism, all the issues that they're up against that's also going to have, I think, are sort of on the front burner for voters more so than January 6th, which for many voters probably lives on the back burner because it's not happening at their kitchen table. Wow. Well, Richard Fowler, we always appreciate you having these conversations with us. Uh, we know that you having them at least makes a difference here at The Morning Beat, and so thank you so much. Thank y'all. All right, coming up, uh, gender-neutral bathrooms are headed to the UK, but it doesn't seem like they'll be lasting for long. Find out why coming up next. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Morning. Channel Q. All right, gender-neutral bathrooms. They seem controversial to some, but we've had them here in California for a decade or longer in many places, especially at gay bars and things like that. Yeah. Uh, what are your thoughts on them, though? I mean, listen, I will say I use and have used, probably in the past couple of years especially, um, gender-neutral bathrooms. I... I they don't bother me at all. It, like I care about nothing. I feel like once I'm in my stall, you like, can't see anything. I also have come to find that a lot of stalls now are just one stall. Yes, yeah, stall. You know what I'm okay, saying? Yeah, like, that, that's you important just go you, and it's by itself. Yeah, it's important that you say that because I think when people think gender neutral bathrooms, they think guys are just standing there in those big horse troughs, like urinals and peeing, like back in the day, right? Because men's bathrooms, a lot of them, especially where I come from, it's literally one long like metal trough. And you just stand next to each other with no dividers and you all just go. They have one like that. I don't know if they still do, but at a Fiesta Cantina. Yeah, yeah. Or Cabo. What is it called? The gay one? Fiesta Cantina. Yeah. So that one, they they still have one of those in the men's. But there's a professor uh, over in the UK. Her name is Sarah Jane Jones. And she is infuriated because she goes to go to the restroom and there's a man using a urinal. So she said she had to walk past him to use the cubicle. So I will say this. I can understand that. I don't think, I think if we're going to do gender neutral bathrooms, I'm fully okay with it. I think every single door needs to be a cubicle though. And, yeah. need, and, I, and I even think they need to go like floor to, floor to ceiling. I think that is the way to do it. I don't even, I, I can even understand how some people are like the flimsy ones where there's a lot of space up below and beneath and you can kind of see through. Yeah. I can understand how that makes people a little bit unnerved, unnerved right? There's, um, I'm a part of like a social club that just opened and all of their bathrooms are gender neutral, but they're gorgeous. It's all like an individual, like floor to ceiling wood, solid yeah, really door nice. with a lock. That I think is, is, is the route. And for some who like, I think the cost effectiveness of it all might be an issue for some, but not really, because instead of having to build two bathrooms every time you open a new location of, of whatever the, the, the facility is, you just have one larger one. 
And I think it's actually not that bad of an idea. Yeah, I don't think it is either. I don't think it is because also, you know, it's. I went to this event that was predominantly gay men and myself. And when I went to use the restroom in the non-gender neutrals, there was a line of like 40 guys trying to get into the bathroom. And then I just waltzed right into the girls' bathroom because I was the only girl there. Yeah. And it's like... Which only happens at like gay bars and gay festivals and things like that. In the real world, it's usually the female lines. You go to like a, a sporting event or oh, even yeah, and the women's and we're lines. Stuck. The worst. So I also like sort of switching and mixing it up with the gender neutral bathrooms. Yep. That way everyone just has to go wait in line well, and I've, suffer together. I've definitely been the guy where I've seen a line and then there's like the individual women's bathrooms. I'm not going to like walk into a public one, right. but like the individual one, if the door comes open, I'm like, I'm, I'm hopping in there. Yeah, I got to totally. do what I got to do. Totally. All right. Uh, coming up in What's Poppin', Britney Spears recreates the 2003 kiss with Madonna at her wedding to Sam, but find out how her wedding was crashed by one of her ex-husbands coming up next. The Morning Beat with AJ and Michaela, Channel Q. Welcome back to the show. It's time for another round of What's Poppin'. This story's wild, Michaela. What's going on? Okay, this is very interesting. Britney Spears and Madonna threw it back to 2003 by locking lips at the singer's wedding to Sam last night. Madonna went to Britney Spears' very weird wedding, and they kissed each other, and obviously people were losing their minds, but that's not the only crazy thing that happened. Also, this is wild. Is Madonna pregnant? Wait, Madonna's pregnant? I mean, she's not, but she's like 70. 60. She's 63, to be fair. Okay, sorry. I mean, I want to age shame her. Uh, kind of does. Okay, anyhow, that wasn't the only thing. Her ex, Jason, that she infamously married in Vegas, that got annulled, they got the annulment, he was taken down by police yesterday for trying to crash the wedding. Okay, how is he still in the picture? I don't know. Where has he been for 20 years? I have no wasn't idea. It, like, it was like 10, 15 years ago they got, they got married briefly, right? Yeah. But, uh, huh? Yeah, it was bizarre. Also, who was obviously, not obviously, but it was obvious that they weren't there were her two sons, her 15 and 16-year-old. That's a bummer. People were wondering where they are. I feel like everything would have made sense if the two boys would have been there. Totally. It's like Courtney Kardashian getting married multiple times without her kids there, but they were there for the big one. Yeah. So maybe they have another one planned. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think that... Jason Alexander, though. That's so weird. I know. And also the kiss shared once again with Madonna. <coughs> Sorry, I'm choking. That that part was hot. Me choking? No, them kissing. You know who I, who I've always felt sorry for in that scenario? Christina Aguilera. Christina Aguilera. She also that. kissed her, and I think she kissed her first, didn't she? No, but she or did second. kiss her still with a lot of enthusiasm. Yes, and nobody cared. Because they panned the camera right to JTT. Cared. And JTT was like, uh. Oh. JTT, if you only knew. Christina's still alive. She's performing this weekend at uh, LA Pride. Yeah, her new album is going to be lit. My friend did her makeup on the album so cover. Good. Did you guys know that she's into girls? Christina? Yeah. That tracks. It tracks. Come on over, come on over, baby. <gasps> okay, I will, Christina. Fine. The Morning Beat with AJ and Michaela. Channel Q. Coming up this hour on the show, uh, we're talking about Drag Queen Story Hour, Little Miss Hot Mess. This is the author of If You're Drag Queen and You Know It, uh, and also a board member 
uh, of Drag Queen Story Hour talking to us uh, about uh, their children's book and also the importance of having drag queen representation um, amongst children. Like, I know Nina West has been on, talked about their uh, story time they used to do with, with children. It's wild to me that some conservatives now are so afraid of drag queens reading stories to their children. Yeah. Um, yet problematic pastors and priests and those sorts of things are all just fine. Still okay, honey. Yeah, still, still totally fine. Um, but we're having that conversation coming up in just a little bit. We also want to remind you that right now, uh, during News on the Beat, if you're listening... And if you're in the Southern California area or plan to be July 8th, 9th, and 10th, this is your opportunity to win tickets to see Kinky Boots at the iconic Ooh! Hollywood Bowl. It's literally one of the coolest things. If you ever come to L.A., you have to it go to the really Hollywood Bowl. Is. It's just to watch theater and listen to live music under the stars. It's just so amazing. Also, Wayne Brady coming back to play the role of Lola. Marissa Jarrett Winoker, Tony Award winner, also coming back. This, I mean, this show won six Tony Awards. Kinky Boots is so phenomenal. And this is your chance to win. We've been talking about it all week long. Call in this hour. Caller number 321-833-77-CALL-Q. That is 1-833-772-557. Call in now. Uh, and if, if you get put on hold, our producer Vanessa will get to you. Uh, this is a chance to go see something really, really cool in a really awesome venue. Call in. Get your tickets now. Absolutely. Michaela, what do you have for us? All right, people. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis suggested Wednesday that he might urge the state's Child Protective Services to investigate parents who take their children to drag shows. When asked by reporters whether he would support proposed legislation from a Florida state representative that would punish parents who take their children to such performances, the governor said he has asked his staff to look into the idea. We have child protective statutes on the books. We have laws against child endangerment. It used to be kids who would be off limits. Used uh, used to be everybody that agreed with that. Ron DeSantis continued. Now it just seems like there's a concerted effort to be exposing kids more and more to things that are not age appropriate. The debate over whether minors should be allowed to watch drag performances began Saturday after videos showing young children attending a Dallas drag show and tipping performers with cash emerged on social media. So they're they're being taught to be kind, and to, and to support the arts. They're taught to pay people like musicians and stop asking musicians to do it as a favor. Sorry, that was just to all musicians who have ever been asked to do something for free because people well, love asking singers to do things for honestly, free. Honestly, performers, though, I was talking we to... We make money. I got it, Michaela. So yesterday, <laughs> I was at the dog park after I left here uh, because I had to take my dog to get groomed. But before I do that, I let him go to the park and get wild because, you know, they get all mad and nasty when they go to the dog park. <clears throat> and I met these two older gay guys. If they're listening, I'm so sorry for calling you older. But they're like 15 years older than me. They're in their 50s. And uh, one of them was talking about, we were talking about drag race. And one of them said I was a drag queen in, New York, or in San Francisco 20 years ago. Um, and we used to get paid nothing. Like literally nothing. You you might get, on a good night, uh, you might get maybe 100 bucks, maybe 50 bucks, maybe two drink tickets. And that's it. And you rely completely on tips. And, and 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 so for all the drag queens that we see right now, for all the Shea Coulees and Jinx Monsoons oh, and, yeah. and Gigi Goods out there, <laughs> there are a lot of other really talented queens performing day in and day out. And it's so expensive. Yes. It is such an expensive art. It's, uh, you have to imagine all of that, uh, all of the fabric, all of the feathers, everything. So you can pay up. 
Or yes. shut up. Yes. All right, let's get into a little weather. It's going to be a high of 81 in New York, 84 in L.A., uh, 111 in Palm Springs, 87 in Miami, 85 in Atlanta, 75 in Cleveland, and a high of 79 in Boston. Now, give us a vibe of the day, cutie Pachucci. Even the smallest person can change the course of the future. You're small. Do something. Fine, I will. <laughs> Fine, I will. All right, coming up, we've got a lot going on. Wait, what are you going to do? I said you're small, do something. What are you going to do, Michaela Gordon? What's your oh, you plan? Wanna, oh, you want to yeah, know I what I'm going to do? What, what are you going to do? You want to know what I'm going to do, AJ Gibsonian, Michiganian Smith? What? I am going to go down to the DMV. <laughs> I'm going to get a license for motorcycling driving. You're going to ride a motorcycle. I'm going to buy a motorcycle. I'm going to come pick you up and you're going to be forced to sit your six, five and a half ass behind me and hold on to my five foot two self for dear life. And we're going to ride down Pacific Coast Highway at a solid 25 miles an hour because I'm a little bit scared. <laughs> Lasting. Okay. Not the Pacific Coast Highway, but could we maybe make a detour to LA Pride? It's this weekend. We could make it. Okay, fine. We could, oh, my God. Do you want me to drive us in the parade on, on a, our motorcycle? On a motorcycle. This is it. That's the answer. I'm changing the world one at a time. Well, and I'm going to say. <laughs> Watch out, Pride. Here we come. <sighs> the Morning Beat with AJ Gibson and Michaela Gordon. Channel Q. Well, wouldn't you know it that a uh, little Marco Rubio, senator from Florida, has a problem with drag queens, uh, specifically reading children's uh, stories and so much so that he called what they do, Drag Queen Story Hour, sexually charged content. Man. Well, so we decided to do what we do here at Channel Q in the Morning Beat. And we decided to get one of those drag queens on the line. Not just one of them, one specifically that Marco Rubio has a problem with. Uh, please welcome to the program Lil Miss Hot Mess. Yes. Lil Miss Hot Mess, how you doing? I am great. How are you doing today? We are fantastic, and we love you and everything you stand for. Why don't you talk us Thank through you. this a bit? Uh, you were scheduled, or, or you did give uh, to do a little story time with some kids. Marco Rubio had an issue with it. What was his issue? I mean, Marco Rubio is here to hate on us drag queens, on us LGBTQ people. Um, I think he just wants us to go back to the Stone Age and to go back into the closet and, you know, not to live our most fabulous lives. Um, you know, the reasons he gives, I think, are kind of beside the point and really just show that he is trying to deflect from, you know, all of the other pressing issues, gun violence, um, you know, the economy that he and his Republican colleagues, frankly, are not dealing with. Mm. Well, let's just talk specifically what happens in this classroom. In your experience, what has it been like seeing these little kids and reading to them? It's fabulous. I mean, it is an opportunity to inspire children for, to, to have a love of learning through drag, which, you know, is a traditional art form that's been around for decades and centuries. And, you know, I think one of the things that makes bringing drag to children so exciting is that we are, you know, activating their imaginations. We're getting their creative juices flowing. We're playing dress up basically alongside them. And, so many of those things are, are present in children's lives and minds all the time. Um, but I think, you know, the right wing, they, they don't want us to activate children's imaginations because when we activate our imaginations, 
you know, we start to dream up worlds that are better than the ones that we live in. And, and that's part of what drag has always been about as well. You know, it's about taking things literally from the trash sometimes and turning them into treasure and seeing the possibility in them and, you know, sort of acknowledging that the world we live in can be changed simply by having the audacity to, you know, wear a wig, wear a pair of high heels and hold your head up high. I just want to say that in a wig and in high heels, I furnished most of my apartment with trash. So we will never, <laughs> ever talk about trash. No, you're you're totally right. My niece is five years old and she doesn't know anything different. Uh, she just knows mm-hmm. that she's got two aunts that live together mm-hmm. and kiss and hug, just like her mom mm-hmm. and dad. And um, she loves to get her makeup done and her hair done. Well, you know what You know what I like to do when I get my hair and makeup done? I like to strike a pose. I like to blow a kiss. I like to sing yes. along. Let's talk about if you're a drag queen and you know it. Uh, this is yes. such a fun children's book that you wrote, illustrated by Olga de, uh, de Dios Ruiz. I'm so sorry. Our producer, Vanessa, is like, you do not speak Spanish at all. And I'm so sorry for that. Uh, <laughs> no but talk worries. to us about if you're a drag queen and you know it. Yeah, so If You're a Drag Queen and You Know is actually my second book. Uh, The first one is called uh, The Hips on the Drag Queen Go Swish, Swish, Swish. (laughs) And both of them, you know, they tap into that culture of drag, which is about kind of taking things in mainstream culture and giving them a little bit of a queer twist. Mm. Um, And, you know, they do that in age-appropriate ways by working with popular children's songs. But, you know, they, they both kind of lead children through some of the things that drag queens like to do. Um, and part of my goal with that is to get kids, you know, to, to not just sort of like memorize the definition of what a drag queen is, but to really, you know, test it out, to embody it, to sing and dance along, to kind of feel that joy in themselves. You know, whether they want to grow up and be drag queens or not, it's, it's part of that kind of experimentation, that improvisation, that risk-taking that drag is all about. I um, love. So yeah, so well, if, you're, if you're a drag queen and you know it, also the hips on the drag queen go swish, 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 which, by the way, has 532 so ratings on Amazon and almost five stars. Uh, you're Yay. killing it right now. Two books in two years. That's pretty <laughs> impressive stuff. Uh, go thank support, you, you. support, support. Little Miss Hot Mess. Buy all of her books on Amazon uh, and make sure that, 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 that drag culture is not just accepted but celebrated. Yes. Absolutely. All right, coming up. We asked young queer people about big company branding during Pride Month, and you might be surprised what answers they had. We have them for you in seven minutes. Good morning, Beat. Channel Q. Welcome back to the show. I got to tell you something. It doesn't matter. If this was the worst work environment on earth, it would be so much better because our producer, Vanessa, is the cutest, sweetest, most adorable thing in the entire world. And she deserves everything good and pure. She loves music so much. And she she was born in Colombia, but spent most of her life here in the United States. When did you move to the United States? When I was 10. 10. Okay. So for 20 years or a little over 20 years, you've been here. And she just told us the story of the first time. Well, I said... Did you learn to speak English through listening to music because you love music so much? Right. She says, well, that's part of it, but also Dora the Explorer and Nickelodeon. <laughs> and she says, the first time I ever had a whole conversation in English, I ran to my mother and told her I was so excited. I can bl- I remember it like it was yesterday. And it's, it's the, just the sweetest, most like adorable story I've ever heard in my you life. You deserve everything good. Thank you, guys. You really and do. if anybody hurts you, I'll kill them. That, well, okay. 
And okay, so just sometimes so, I forget we host a national just morning show. Just so you understand, I was just kidding. I'm not trying to make a broad generalization, but you are Colombian, so you understand like drug cartel. She's Italian, so that's a different type of cartel. <laughs> so she's dead serious when she says I'll have. She, she, what she really means is I'll have somebody take care of it. So, and that person will be me. <laughs> we, should not, we should not be having this conversation on the air. Oh, anyways, how about this? Uh, this article is interesting. We asked young queer people about big company branding during Pride Month. Why is there a rainbow everywhere? Not every queer wants to be a rainbow. It's effing annoying. It's interesting how quickly things are changing because when I came out, it was... A years-long journey. It was a process. I was scared. It was dramatic. I told people one at a time, and then I had to like lose family and friends and go through all those emotions. Yeah. Right? And the stories that our generation is used to are very similar to that. This younger generation's like, why do I need to come out? As what? Who cares? Yeah. I'm a lot of things. They it doesn't don't care. matter. And what's a rainbow for? They like, I, don't, I don't care. Do not care. Is that a good thing? Yeah, I do. I, well, you know, I was thinking about this yesterday. I've always said the same thing. I've never, I never came out. Like, mm. I never, I didn't have a boyfriend or a girlfriend seriously until I was 20 because I was on American Idol at 16 and my my career was my partner. Like, I had no desire. And then <clears throat> I started dating a boy and, like, that was fine. And then I started dating a girl and that was fine. And then I started dating Lisa um, and I, we walked the American Idol finale red carpet, but it wasn't like, I'm out. This was like, this is my partner. Get into it. Yeah. Um, and I never properly set anybody down. That's a very privileged point of view. Sure. Um, I also... But it's also yours. <clears throat> yeah. And I think that's okay, too. Like, to acknowledge, yeah, there's some privilege in that, but it's also yours. So it's also just as real as anybody else's coming out story. And I don't want to discredit that. This is funny, though. People are all – we kind of did something like this last week, and I think it's really interesting because I want to read some of these to you. Um, People talking about corporations and how they get into pride, right, and how this younger generation just doesn't really give an F. Like they don't really care. No. This person wrote, as a lesbian – this is a tweet – as a lesbian, I'm used to being unable to tell what is and isn't a date. Consequently, this pride, I'm partnering with Microsoft Excel. (laughs) (laughs) This one's good, too. As a bisexual immigrant – woman of color, I had to take many calculated risks to build the life I wanted. That's why this Pride Month, I'm partnering with TI calculators. I mean, it's just like, they're like, we don't care. Like, we don't care. We don't need to have a label. My label might change. It might. I remember my sister, she's now 25. And she and I were talking years ago. And she was saying, she's like, yeah, a lot of my friends are fluid. And this was like in, in college in Indiana. And I was like, what, they're fluid? She's like, yeah, it is what it is. She's like, I think I'm, I'm probably bisexual, honestly. I'm like, have you been with a woman? She's like, no, no, but I find I find women attractive sometimes. She's in like a long term relationship with a guy now. She's probably going to marry, but she and she works for the church. She works for the Methodist Church, like the liberal side, and she represents, I think, what this younger generation is about. They're yeah. Like, Why do we have to do this whole thing? Well, it's also very difficult and ever changing. I really, <clears throat> and I, I hope this doesn't come back and bite me in the ass, but. I did uh, say that I was a lesbian for uh, a long time, but I really do identify if I really, really talk to myself as pansexual. I fall in love with the person, and it could be a trans man, a trans woman. It could be a cis woman. Like, my feelings have changed a lot. And so I feel like that's part of the difficulty with, like, coming out and making a statement, too, because it keeps you in a place that's very limiting where you can't 
be like, oh, well, now I think I'm pansexual without right. being, people being like, oh, so you're confused. Well, it's always interesting, no, too, what happens whenever a social moment or movement takes place over the course of decades. I remember living in Harlem 15 years ago, and uh, there were these these young uh, group of kids who were acting up and just like uh, like literally being abusive to people on the on the train. And they all happened to be black. And this black woman, probably in her 70s, she was older, she reprimanded them so bad, scolded those kids. She says, the way you're acting is so unacceptable that we fought so hard for equality Uh so that we could have a seat at the table. And you are a bunch of little hoodlums who are making yourselves look like idiots. You don't even know what our generation did. And she scolded them. And I was like, ooh. And I get that. Because now as like, I'm not an elder gay, but I'm an older gay. Like I'm in that mid-range right now where we did fight. So I understand that there needs to be a level of understanding and respect. But also it's interesting because the things you fight for, didn't we fight so these next generations don't have to? Like maybe the fact that well, they're see, not I making Well, I love a, that you say that too because yeah. I'm also tired of being like, we fought for you. Okay, but that's also like when Lisa's like, um, or like your partner's like, well, I did this for you. And you're like, okay, cool. thank you, babe. Yeah, but did you do it because you wanted okay, a medal cool. and a lifetime of recognition? Yesterday she cleaned the kitchen. She said, I cleaned the kitchen. I said, good for you, babe. Good. Otherwise, okay, well, I would have had to. That's, it's not, the kitchen. I'm, these are not the same. I'm not I'm hearing that. that. As, okay, as I'm yelling yeah, you're, this, you're LGBTQ still, rights have nothing to do with the cleanliness still, of my kitchen. You're still the problem. However, but, you still don't get a medal for cleaning the kitchen. <laughs> the Morning Beat with AJ Gibson and Michaela Gordon. Channel Q. If I were to, just, I don't know, if I were curious about, let's say, like, what's popping in, like, entertainment and pop culture, like, where would I go for that information? Like, Char- where, where would I find out what is, in fact, popping? Chargezel. Chargezel. <laughs> <laughs> she filled in for you Tuesday while you were stranded on a plane in Orlando. Honey, I know. I was grateful that she did. She's fantastic. Uh, I will. I'll give you some You quotes. You want to tell me what's popping? <clears throat> you got it, baby. Take it away. All right, Eric Dane hopes his Euphoria character lent a voice to the LGBTQ community, and sweetie, no, it didn't. Okay, uh, why this is so funny is that the artist formerly known as McSteamy on Grey's Anatomy recently gave The Hollywood Reporter a very thoughtful statement on his experience playing a closeted queer character on HBO's Euphoria and how he hopes it contributed to the LGBTQ plus community. Unfortunately for him, his character is not one that the community is looking to claim, like at all. He said, I'm acutely aware that I'm a straight actor playing a gay character. I think I've lent the gay community a voice in portraying this character. And I hope that everything I do is sincere because I wouldn't want to misinterpret something that's so important. Uh, However, people are not feeling it at all. Well, people are comparing his character to Jeffrey Epstein. (laughs) I mean. Yeah. I think it was just all worded wrong. I think what Eric Dane was probably trying to say was he hopes that he told a story that doesn't always get represented. And as a straight cis man, he's just doing his best with what he can with characters. And I think that I, I totally understand what he was saying. And to get dragged... Whether you like the character or not, it did lend a voice well, it, to the gay community. I hear because his character is a closeted gay man who is having like an affair with like a young trans girl. So like it, there's there's a lot of like issues with that, but it's also a story. And I think sometimes I'll speak for gay men, right? Especially white gay men, cis ones. 
we tend to be a little judgy and catty and sassy about some things. And while I understand that, and I understand people's like caution, um, it's just one story being represented. And I think that's okay. Yep. Because guess what? There are people in our community who are problematic, who are rapists and murderers and thieves and whatever else, just like any community. A thousand percent. So we can't pretend that the entirety of the LGBTQIA plus experience is wrapped up in like advocacy and equality and a march towards, you know, equal. That's not just who we are. Yeah. There are a lot of bad people in our community, and he represents a bad character. It's made up. Yeah. So, like, let's just take a, take, take a breather. It's literally like Fox News just not acknowledging January 6th insurrection yeah. this week. It's like Listen, you're making it look more awkward than gotta, it needs to be. The, the, the knife cuts both ways. You can't have your you can't have your cake and eat it. Like, you have to literally be like, okay, okay, sometimes we're this. Yeah. Sometimes we're this. Yeah, it's okay. And it's all okay. Yeah, we're just learning. All right, coming up in our final hour, name the lesbian icon hosted by our very own lesbian icon, Michaela Carden. <laughs> Who wrote that tease? <laughs> you? I said hosted by our very own lesbian icon, me. Wow. <laughs> Good morning, Beat. Channel Q. We just uh, found out some information that explains a lot. Uh, our producer, Vanessa Garcia-Ortiz, said that she was a cheerleader back in the day. And when she was at... Uh, oh my God, I'm- at an assembly welcoming the freshman class. The freshmen. The freshmen. Uh, she got dropped. She got dropped. So I got dropped a, many times. A lot of things many times. Wait, you said. they dropped you? And a then lot? I was like, it's okay. I don't want to be a flyer. Oh, oh my I don't trust anyone. Whoa. That's why you have trust issues? You're like four foot eight inches tall and weigh nine pounds. dropped you. I just kept getting dropped. Oh, gosh. Vanessa. Head. Well, now uh, so much more makes sense. That's okay, why well, you get along we with us so well. crying laughing because before we were doing some very important news stories, Vanessa thought it was important to count one, two, <laughs> one, two, three, Her four. Her countdowns are wild. <laughs> I'm like, we're like, wait, are we when are we coming on the air? One, two, song? one, two. Also, this is breaking news. Uh, just new guidances just released uh, moments ago. The, uh, the United States will no longer require a negative COVID test to enter the United States via a flight or if you're coming here to visit or on a vacation, which is a huge, huge deal. It's been killing our tourism industry. And uh, the, the testing requirements have felt a little bit outdated for a couple of months now. Yeah. Um, it's set to take place on June 12th. Uh, so right around the corner, and uh, this is big. I'm getting married in Mexico soon. I'm not saying when just yet, but it's soon. I'll tell them when. You'll know when we're not here anymore. You'll know I'm probably getting married. And one of our big concerns, and actually one of our wedding planners told us the other day she can't come anymore because days after our wedding, she's supposed to go on a cruise with her husband that has been postponed twice because of COVID. Ah, that sucks. And she was afraid that she wouldn't be able to go if she tested positive. Now, because of this new guidance, uh, that's no longer the case. So she better be there making sure our wedding goes off without a hitch. She better be there, you wedding planner. So that's my little bit of breaking news. Uh, However, you are... You are the news lady. You are the Barbara Walters of this little duo. So Thanks, why don't honey. you uh, tell us what else is going on in the news? All right, babe. Well, there's a lot going on, in fact. The Pennsylvania House of Representatives voted on Wednesday to strike the word homosexuality from the definition of prohibited sexual acts in the state's crimes code. The Associated Press reports that the unanimous 198-0 to zero vote was on HB 2125 aimed at removing references to homosexuality from the definitions of sexual activity and 
sexual conduct in sections of the code relating to prostitution and child pornography. A memo sent to House members last November by State Representative Todd Stevens and Representative Paul Schemmel stated that the inclusion of the term serves no purpose as homosexual acts in and of themselves do not constitute a criminal offense. This bill provides a long overdue update to our crime codes to ensure nobody is prosecuted because of who they love. Stephen said on Wednesday, eliminating this archaic language will also help promote a culture of acceptance and inclusion for our LGBTQ community across Pennsylvania. The bill will now also make its way to the state Senate, where it could face opposition from the likes of state Senator Doug Mastriano. The Pennsylvania Republican who attended the January 6th Capitol insurrection is currently running for governor. Described as a Christian nationalist, Mastriano has said homosexuality is aberrant sexual conduct. Honestly, it just makes me more mad that he's Italian and he's speaking this way. That's, that's Doug the, Mastriano, grow up. the worst part of it all. Yeah, it is. I'm definitely not sharing meatballs with you, buddy. You've embarrassed the culture and you've embarrassed me. Did he invite you to share meatballs with him or are you just letting him know that preemptively you're just not let, going to? Just letting him know. Don't even think about it, it's pal. Really, it's really bold of you. If Doug Mastriano called into the Morning Beat right now and he was like, do you want to share meatballs with me? I'd say, Doug, I would never, ever say no to a meatball. So I'm not going to. However, you've really hurt me, and you can make it up at the Olive Garden. You're a trailblazer. Thank you. Like, on the level of, like, MLK Jr., Marsha P. Johnson, Harvey Milk, like, you're a trailblazer. Well, don't want to brag, but <laughs> look over here, honey. Hop on my motorcycle. Let's you're get out of here. changing the world. <laughs> I am. One meatball at a time. <laughs> One motorcycle ride at a time. My little Italian. <laughs> Okay, let's get into what the 79 in Boston, 100 in Dallas, 112 in La Quinta, 75 in Cleveland, 84 in Atlanta, 87 in Miami, 111 in Palm Springs, 85 in LA, and 81 in New York, New York. It's so weird how we're like 80, 80, 80, 111. <laughs> Palm Springs is so I hot. I know. I need to go there. It's so hot. Here's your vibe of the day. Even the smallest person can change the course of the future. You know what else is a vibe? Go on. My pride eye makeup. Go check out my Insta story right now. Go check my Insta story out. It's from last year. I reposted it. You look incredible. But that rainbow, I I need to start wearing makeup like that. Yeah, you look gorgeous. I look good. I look good. I'm not going to lie. You look good. Okay. uh, Coming up. Name the lesbian icon. We're playing a very fun game hosted by your favorite lesbian, AJ Gibson. Coming up next. As we turn the corner into the new year, a lot of people are looking to get healthier. That includes Hero Bread, who have just launched their new recipe using heart-healthy olive oil. Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. All with no compromise on the taste, texture, and bready goodness you expect from your favorites. Now they're listening to their fans and updating their recipe with olive oil, an antioxidant-rich oil that's been shown to reduce cholesterol and minimize the risk of heart disease. Try it today with code HERO10 for 10% off your purchase at HERO.CO. That's code H-E-R-O-10 for 10% off at HERO.CO. Tacovis is a terrific boot brand, and they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. But they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. 
As someone who tries to pursue a minimalist lifestyle, I highly value quality over quantity. And I'm telling you, you can't find a higher quality boot than Tecovas. Their Western boots for men and women are handmade. Handmade from the most premium leathers with over 200 time-honored individual steps. Also, did I mention that they are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, and handmade down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico? And also, if you've ever wondered if you can pull off cowboy boots, which is something that I was thinking, you should pull on a pair of Tacovas and you'll see. Just do a quick search for Tacovas on social media and you'll see how adorably styled these boots can be. Visit tacovas.com, that's T E C O V A S.com, and point your toes west. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. The Morning B Channel Q. Please. When all is gone and said and done. It doesn't sound like a version I know. Only what? Wow. What is it? You know these words. You sang it loud with me yesterday. Okay, so Michaela performs uh, with Melissa Etheridge once in her life, and now I everything is lesbian today. Yeah, it is. It's Pride Month, and I don't Lesbians. have enough. I don't have enough lesbian friends apparently. No, you don't. Um, so I think that our producer Vanessa put together a little game. She did. Evidence by her jingle that she's already playing. Whoa, Vanessa pulled together. Slow I, down. I told you as soon as I was done talking, and Michaela started. Then you should play the jingle. So. Let's just roll it again. Um, you're going to test my knowledge on all things uh, lesbian icon, correct? Is that what's happening? Yeah, I am. Okay, so explain the game to me. All right, so <clears throat> uh, I'm going to give you a couple of hints, and then you have to guess the name of the lesbian, the lesbian, le- lesbian celebrity. The lesbian, lesbian. Lesbia, lesbia icon. Right, exactly. Boo. The les icon. Yes, that's what I want to hear. Okay, from so you. are you telling me a song or a, a fact? It's or gonna be whatever I choose. Oh, and I just have to see what lesbian. I can name like three. I feel like you're gonna do better than you and think. You two are. of them are Ellen and Portia, so I don't know how good I'm gonna be. That's okay. You're gonna do really good. I swear to God, if there's an Ellen one in here, Vanessa, you need to do better. She's not basic. Okay, cool. All right, Anna Delvey, let's do it. Okay, the first lesbian icon. She likes to play androgynous characters. Okay. And she started acting in 2000 with her iconic role, Shane. Shane? That was the character's name. No idea what that means. I've never heard of that. Shane as a character? So if it's if it's something that... Uh, you're if looking, you're, you little sneak. I don't see anything. I, don't, I can't read that far. Okay, um, I can. So if it was 2000, I'm thinking like the L word. Yep. And I'm trying to think of who's in the L word because you talk about it all the time, and I have I could not name a single. We've interviewed somebody from the Shane L word. Shane is the most androgynous character. Okay. Um. I uh, I don't know. I was going to say like Ruby Rose, but that was way sooner. I don't know. I have okay, no idea. close enough. Kate Moaning. Who? Kate Moaning? You know who Kate Moaning Her is. Her last name is Moaning? I know. That's it's hot. so hot. Okay. She's hot. Sorry. Fun fact. 
that was my first celebrity crush. It's what made me like a raging lesbian. And Lisa, 20 years ago, as a DJ, like Shane, looked just like okay, Shane. Okay, so my Ugh. equivalent would have been the original like, queerest folk. Like yes. Brian was like my... Right. Yeah, okay, okay. All right, next one. Are you so, ready? So like lesbians know who that is? Uh, every lesbian okay, in the world okay, knows okay, this. Okay, cool, okay, next question. She came out in 1993, the same year her most popular album came out. 1993? Yeah. Oh, this is probably like Melissa Etheridge. And you're probably right. Okay, yeah, okay, that's the one I know. Play the song, honey. <laughs> All right, don't play the song. I but don't that's care. A, you're so, it's a well-oiled machine here it at is, the morning. It is, and you're deep. doing great. Yeah, All right, so next good. question. I just oh, wait, want you to wait, hear it again. Wait, did we already hear that song? Yeah, but I want you to hear but, it again. Does she have another song on that album? She Come does, on. but this is my favorite one. Come to my window. Come to my window is, but this is my favorite. Okay. All right, you are going to know this one. Okay, sure. She was in the thriller, The Silence of the Lambs. Okay, iconic lesbians. She's quizzing me right now because I don't know enough lesbians. I know basically Michaela and Lisa. That's all you need to know, really. And then like Ellen and Portia just through like six degrees of separation. But she was in Silence of the Lambs. This one's an easy one. I'm a, I'm a movie buff, though. Jodie Foster. Hey, that's my guy. That's my guy. Hey, oh. <laughs> okay, I think you're doing really good at this, honey. I'm, I'm, I'm two out of three. I'm pretty good. Okay. These are also very white lesbians so far. Like, these are very, very white so far. Okay, let's switch it up. Okay. She's been the Grand Marshal at Pride before. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Janelle Monet? <laughs> Vanessa, you can't. Vanessa, that was literally Sunday. Okay, okay. I, I gave you an easy one. Okay, I'm going to give you one more. We've got one more. That's a terrible clue. You know her from her start on Disney, and she came out later in life. Started on Disney, came out later in life. Oh, well, I, Raven Simone. Yes! Okay, so I know a few. Good job, honey. Okay, okay. All right, final question. Okay, we have one more uh, lesbian icons. The world was introduced to her in 2005. She was the runner-up. Oh God! To not only Carrie Underwood, but ten other people. But ten other people. <laughs> she held a starring role next to Fran Drescher, and apparently, word on the streets, she's rich, bitch. Well, I know it's not you then oh. if you said that. Oh, um, whoa. I don't really know. After you said yeah. Carrie Underwood, she's all I could think about. And yeah. she was my oh. favorite from that season of American Why are you Idol. Doing this? So Carrie Underwood, I guess. Right. Yeah. You see Carrie Underwood is that is a celebrity well, she's, lesbian. She's my second favorite American Idol of all time. Obviously behind Catherine McPhee. And Kelly Clarkson, so three, I guess. Grow up, AJ. Tell me something good. It is still very much Pride Month, and here is your Pride History Fact of the Day. In 1992, the District of Columbia passed a law that allowed gay and lesbian couples to register as domestic partners, granting them some of the rights of marriage. Uh, The city of San Francisco passed a similar ordinance three years prior, and California would later extend those rights to the entire state in 1999. In 1993, the highest court in Hawaii ruled that a ban on gay marriage may go against the state's constitution. The state's voters disagreed, however, and in 1998 passed a law banning same-sex marriage. Bit of a mixed bag right there. Uh, but it is impressive that at least, uh, you know, the, the the right to sort of live as domestic partners uh, started becoming a thing in the early 90s. Yeah. Um, but uh, full marriage equality or nothing. 
100%. Full marriage equality or bust? Or bust. What do you have for us? This story is amazing. Now, you're getting married. I actually went with you to pick up your fiance's wedding ring. We were so excited. Mm -hmm. So I know what a big deal it is. We know how expensive it can be. Imagine losing your wedding ring. Uh Uh-uh. We have it insured. I mean, still, but yeah, imagine like, even losing that. It's emotional. Well, a guy finds a lost wedding ring and delivers <clears throat> it to the honeymoon couple using a Lego man metal detector. Have you ever heard of such a thing? A metal detectorist who found a newlyweds wedding ring on a beach surprised them by sending a picture of it being held by a Lego man. A 44-year-old groom and his bride were hanging out on the island of Jersey. He took his ring off to go swimming, and they couldn't find it. But for this guy, it only took 10 minutes to find the lost item. And he found it with uh, the Lego man, who's a mini replica of himself, complete with matching clothes and a little metal detector. People are such nerds. I love That's such story. a nerdy story yeah. also. Like, bro, get a Did you ever... I remember being a kid and going down to, like, Panama City Beach and seeing people going up and down uh, the beach with metal detectors, hoping to find some sort of, like, treasure. And they would find things all the time. But, like, they would find, like, a... I don't know, a, a soda can under... And I would be like, wow, that's amazing. That's, like, treasure. Yeah. That's pretty cool stuff. I don't that, know. Would, that would be cool, babe. I'm going to bring a metal detector to your wedding. Could you imagine if you guys are all joining in festivities and you're like, where's Michaela? And I'm just like on the beach. With your headset. Because you have to wear a headset too. To to hear it. So you can hear the beeping. Yeah. I'm going to hide things. I'm going to get there early. Oh my God, hide. I get there before you. I'm going to hide stuff in the sand. And then I'm going to use those as your wedding presents. Mm. I'm like, here you guys go. I'll tell you you something good to wrap things up today as we head into the weekend. Tell me. I had my uh, fitting in my tux yesterday. Oh it, my uh, gosh. Custom made. It arrived and ooh, ah! your boy's looking good. Ooh, I ha- get up with. He has to take it in a bit because I've lost weight in the last two months. So. I know that's right, baby. So, whatever, no big deal. Wedding body right and tight. All right, well, happy Friday. We're going into our weekend in such a good mood. We are still celebrating pride. Take care of yourself. Drink water if you're celebrating and uh, we'll see you Monday. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. 
As we turn the corner into the new year, a lot of people are looking to get healthier. That includes Hero Bread, who have just launched their new recipe using heart-healthy olive oil. Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. All with no compromise on the taste, texture, and bready goodness you expect from your favorites. Now they're listening to their fans and updating their recipe with olive oil, an antioxidant-rich oil that's been shown to reduce cholesterol and minimize the risk of heart disease. Try it today with code HERO10 for 10% off your purchase at HERO.CO. That's code H-E-R-O-10 for 10% off at HERO.CO.